Hello and welcome back to the Urban Community Podcast, a place where we share stories of people and initiatives that are boldly and creatively making their cities more sustainable and equitable. In this episode, we talk about bottom-up engagement of young people in Turkish decision-making, especially when faced with the government's inaction on climate emergency. We also discover a small but unique placemaking project in which climate riddles might cause a passerby to learn more about Turkey's Marmara Sea and think differently about human impact on nature. And for anyone who is feeling stuck or not confident enough to get involved in their local community activism, our guest has a few motivating words for you. My name is Sophia Silverton. It's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm speaking with Salah, who is building bridges between youth and their municipalities in Turkey to create much-needed dialogue and ideas around sustainable and just cities. Hi, Sila. Welcome. Hi, Sophia. Thank you for welcoming me in here. <laughs> It's great to have you on the podcast. Good. So let's start actually at the end for a minute. Imagine your work is done. What does the relationship between Turkey's municipalities and its young people look like? On the topic of climate change, um, our first aim is uh, trying to build a bridge between the local municipalities and the young uh, citizens. Uh, by doing that, we are really want to achieve the uh, civic engagement of youth uh, people in decision making processes. Because especially for the sustainability issues, we need to include everyone to take those decisions not a top-down decision will going to solve all of this issue so for us i think uh, creating a consciousness about the importance of participation is an important goal so let's say you've achieved your goals and and you're looking at the future of istanbul for example and you're I don't know, maybe at a city hall meeting. What what does it look like? Are there, Is it full of young people? Are young people making decisions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope so. But not only young people, of course. Like We want to include everyone in the decision-making processes. But the reason why we are uh, focusing to work with uh, young people is they are really um, include all of the groups. Like they're also consists of LGBTQ plus people and other disadvantages people. So it's important to engage youth. And do you feel like at this point there's a lack of engagement? Maybe you could tell me a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. So for us, all of the problems are caused by a lack of participation of youth and also the other citizens. Because the decisions are only made uh, as top-down. But we need to take the decisions as a bottom-up engagement. We need to include everyone into those just transitions process. Because it is the only way to make it just. If you don't hear people, then you you will not going to serve them in an appropriate way. 
maybe if you could dive in a little bit deeper into what your group does in terms of um, yeah, making these decisions or trying to make uh, these decisions more participatory. What what do you guys do? So we have uh, lots of participants between the ages of 18 and 29. And there were uh, 30 of them. And we are uh, starting uh, our public participatory cities program with those participants. We have inspirational talks and workshops, community meetings and co-design workshops with youth and also the local authorities. And also we are aiming to have an intervention designed and implemented onto the site. And then we will going to try to disseminate all of the uh, works and make it visible. So for this program, we have this question in our mind, and I think it's the most important one. How can we create just sustainability and climate-related dialogue environments that bring people together in the public space with sustainable design principles? I know it looks like a really long question. (laughs) We are feeling like there's a lack of um, conversation or dialogue related with the climate uh, emergency because there are other uh, things to concern in Turkey at the moment. But people need to see all of these concerns related with economical crisis or food scarce, like they're all related with climate or even the education uh, of girls. It is really related with the climate, but it's so hard to uh, reveal the relationships That's why we think like it's really important to engage both local authorities and the youth and also um, spread the consciousness to local citizens. I think it's amazing what you're doing there. And I'm wondering what it's been like to work with the local municipalities so far. Mm -hmm. It's worth mentioning the political environment. So far, we only worked with the opposition parties, municipalities, uh, because they're trying to do something, but uh, then they have a budget problems, budget cutoffs. And we never contact with the municipalities run by the ruling party. We are not sharing the same values. And uh, for us, It's going really well so far to work and collaborate with the municipalities. So we have two uh, municipalities, actually. Our main project uh, partner, local partner, is Maltepe Municipality. And we are working on a site in Maltepe, which is like a huge infill area. So it's also related so much with ecological and climate stuff. So by infill, you mean uh, it used to be a garbage dump or something like that? No, no, no. It used to be a part of Marmara Sea. It was sea and they infill uh, the sea with the concrete uh, ground. Okay. Yeah, and they created a social social infrastructure in there. Okay, and you said that this area is one of your spaces that you're looking at. Can you share some of the ideas that are coming out from from your groups regarding this space? Yes, so we had five groups and they all raised uh, some common and some different questions. 
As I mentioned before, it's an infill area and 40 years ago or 50 years ago, it was a beach. Today, it's impossible to swim in Marmara Sea because of the eutrophication and pollution. So there is a really huge change between how we human interact with the water in Maltepe. So the participants raised uh, almost this question in all of the groups and they uh, keep in mind the memory of Maltepe to criticize the climate decisions taken by the municipalities or local authorities. Their idea is uh, having climate riddles in their design to make people in inquire how much they know about the Marmarasti or what kind of place uh, was Maltepe before, uh, what is the climate crisis and how is it affecting our lives in person. And they try to present the information in an enjoyable way. Uh, that's why they put some mystery into uh, their designs. But they have lots of uh, cute questions to uh, have an experience through this site and you somehow uh, discover more and learn more and criticize more about the Maltepe and climate in here with other people. Yeah, I love that. And I love the, the fun twist as well to really engage with people because I find just personally it's it's difficult to talk to people about climate change and and some people just have this also psychological block that they hear about and think no you know I, I don't want to talk about this I don't want to hear about it but if you're forming it in this this fun interactive way with with riddles that's a really cool idea coming out of your your workshops that you had I'm wondering now just on a personal level why do you do this you know so you I know you're a student and uh, you're doing this on top of your studies and I'd like to hear about what motivates you to to do this work or play whatever you call it <laughs> we need to do something we are not uh, going to wait uh, the authorities to take some actions because it will be late and so as citizens, it's our right to reclaim our cities and take actions about any of the concerns. Uh, again, it can be climate, it can be participation, it can be women's rights or like children's rights, any of the uh, things that we need to stand for. I hope that the municipalities are watching and that, and that other leaders in, in Turkey are watching because it seems like your group is really leading on important, important issues. One question that I like to ask is about hope. I think it can be difficult sometimes to have hope these days for a variety of reasons, but it's really important for moving forward and just getting stuff done. And I'm wondering if you have had a moment recently that you could share where you've been hopeful, something that's caused you to be hopeful. Yeah, actually, uh, lately I'm feeling so hopeless, but <laughs> it's great to have a community and feel there's our solidarity all the time. Uh, I think this is an hopeful thing. So it can be so tiring to do all the things by alone. But if you have some friends, some community to support you all the time, 
it's great because uh, sometimes they feel so hopeless and I am supporting them. So it's great to be not alone and knowing that all the time. I think it is the hopeful part. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anyone who is feeling maybe a little bit alone and needs a community? Yeah, um, I always think like if I am here, then there will be someone else who's who is similar to me. And maybe they can just take a step and invite others to join. That's beautiful. Thank you. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you think would be important to mention and to share with other people who are listening right now? So maybe if there is someone who is interested to follow our further steps, they can follow us on Instagram, which we really uh, use, uh, try to use actively. And uh, we are always open to ideas and collaboration. So if someone listening have an idea or an opinion uh, about collaboration or any kind of improvement advice, please just uh, reach me or reach uh, our Instagram account uh, to just send a DM. That's great. Uh, thank you very much. How do you say thank you and goodbye in, in Turkish? <laughs> For thank you, it's teşekkürler. Okay. Te oh, God. Yeah. I don't know why I tried to do this on the air. <laughs> I'll, I'll practice at home. <laughs> okay. It's a bit hard. Uh, like, teşekkürler. Okay. And goodbye. Goodbye. Like, we are saying bye-bye, but it's also, you can say güle güle. Güle güle. <laughs> it's like gülmek, like smiling. So, bye-bye through smiling kind of oh, thing. <laughs> Well, thank you, and this is this has been really wonderful to to speak with you and hear more about about what you're doing. Yeah, I'm really happy to share uh, what we've done so far, and I really want to thank uh, the ICLE uh, organization to giving us that opportunity, and also I really appreciate uh, the activities you are holding on. Um, during our program and all of the community that we have a chance to meet. It's really valuable to learn uh, from others' experiences. Yeah, yeah. What Sila is referring to is that the other experimenters that you've heard from, uh, we meet up every once in a while and we talk and we share our challenges, we share our successes and uh, learn a lot from each other. So it's been a wonderful journey together and... Yeah, we're happy to be able to share this with, with the rest of you as well. <laughs> okay, folks, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks again for, for listening in and until next time.